You are now listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Welcome to the Super Boob Tube Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Serechia. And I am Tyler Hoskin. And this is the podcast where we're going to talk about all kinds of TV, um, you know, uh, topics, shows, all the new stuff, some finales today, and uh, and yeah, it's going to be a, a, a pretty big show here. So uh, while I pull up my notes, um, how are you doing, Tyler? Oh, I'm not too shabby. I am officially on the vacation for a week. Woo-hoo. Oh, very nice, very nice. Still working on bugs on vacation, huh? Well, no, I'm you not. You overachiever. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, All right. that's good to hear. I'm, uh, I'm going camping this weekend myself. And you're going camping next weekend, right? Or next week? Uh, yeah, I leave on Monday. Oh, cool, cool, cool. How far are you going? We're only going like 25 minutes, which is kind of cool. Oh, it's like three hours. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. See, that's how I'm I'm most used to that back when I lived in California. But, um, you know, when we live around here, where, I mean, where I am in Ohio, Cincinnati, there's so many different places to go, which are not very far. And uh, we're going someplace close, I guess, because it's our first time together as who's band and with. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're trying it out. So best to be closer to home. So if there's any freak outs or lost left shit behind, you know, we, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't have a, a problem, but awesome. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so today there's going to be some announcements, some, uh, uh, which we can kind of get out of the way uh, here first before we get into certain things. Um, but, uh, as always, we're going to talk about stuff we've watched and then we're going to go into some, uh, main topics, uh, which are usually, um, specific show discussions and stuff like that. And then at the end, we're going to talk about what we're excited for, but first, uh, let's, let's go ahead and get some announcement stuff out of the way. Did I talk have I talked about this before yet? Um, I don't think I have. No, I don't think you have. Um, I know it's been a few, uh, you know, a couple weeks since we kind of been together uh, to do this. But um, anyway, there's kind of a lot of things to talk about here. But the bear is awesome. It's um, like, well, what is the guy's name? It's basically a kitchen drama, but they're they're kind of they kind of say it's a comedy. It's not really a comedy. It's funny. But it has, you know, it has comedic moments, but it's mostly like kind of a, you know, an FX sort of HBO-ish drama comedy feel. But it doesn't lean into the you know, the comedy. So there's funny elements of the drama, but I don't I would consider it a comedy, even though they're kind of painted as that. Um, let's see the bear. What is this guy's name? I can never remember his name. He was in Shameless. Um, his name is Jeremy Allen White. He played Lip on the uh, U.S. version of Shameless. He's very good. He is kind of like this uh, uh, 
sort of French classically trained cook. Um, I guess you you say chef. He's kind of at that title. And his brother passed away who owned a restaurant like a uh, 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 like an Italian beef type sandwich little shop. And I think um, I think it's Boston and he inherits it, even though his cousin, who is a lot closer to his older brother, uh, owned it with him. Um, but he left it to him. So he, he's trying to reinvent the shop. And that's basically like him getting this new team together, kind of training them and becoming a family sort of of this of this sandwich shop. And that's kind of the show. It is very good and it's very stressful. Um, and if you've ever kind of been in the kitchen uh, as I have, um, it, it, it's kind of brings up some cool memories and some PTSD, if you will. <laughs> but uh, the show's good, man. It's 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 a very good half hour little show, and it just got a season two. So nice. and that came out uh, like think today. Um, but yeah, it's got some. I think Emmy not. It might not have Emmy nominations. Maybe it does. Uh, I don't know if it came out too late, but very very good show. And that's announcement number one. Now the second one here is Star Girl is coming back in like three weeks, dude. <laughs> so in. It, you know, in a long list of CW shows I have not finished, this is one I can't wait to start. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm very excited for, for Stargirl. Uh, Lower Decks is coming in like six weeks, like three weeks after Stargirl, Lower Decks season three starts, which is very cool. And then we uh, we have confirmations of like Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are going to be an Echo. I don't know how much they're going to be in that show, but uh, it's not a show that's really high on my list. <laughs> um, however, with all the COVID stuff, that's kind of really uh, put a hamper on so much of the MCU projects, especially with stuff that happened with Miss Marvel with some articles and stuff that came out today, even though Miss Marvel came out pretty great, in my opinion, which we will discuss uh, a little later. Um, I'm hoping that this Echo show is a little bit more fleshed out and uh, isn't kind of hindered by the uh, the COVID mess that kind of, uh, you know, got in between some of the production of some of these other shows. Um, there is going to be a new Stephen King show coming out by the Duffer Brothers, uh, which was also kind of a little tease, if you remember, in the end of Stranger, Th- Stranger Things of this last season. Um uh, we have Lucas who's reading to Max the talisman. That was kind of her little nod. They, the Duffer brothers are going to be uh, creating a show for Netflix called the talisman based on the book, the Stephen King book. Um, and that's a new show that's going to be on uh, my list anyway. And that, that, that seems pretty cool that they, you know, they had that in, in the, uh, in the, the stranger things show there. Um, other than that, let's see. Um, we're not going to really talk about it cause I know you don't watch it, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, you know, toot a little bit here about it. Uh, better call Saul just started and, um, it's definitely one of my favorite shows that's on right now and it's been on hiatus for about two months, maybe. Uh, yeah. but dude, 
uh, this show, this episode, six episodes left, and the first episode back, the premiere of the second half of the season, just was just incredible. It's it's just so good. The writing of this show is top notch. Vince Gilligan, the guy who created all this and Breaking Bad, has just he just outdoes himself with this stuff in this world that he's created. And um, without giving any crazy things away, there are some big ramifications of this episode. Things I didn't think were going to happen so soon happened. Uh, and it, it, you're on the edge of your goddamn seat this entire episode. I could not, I was like, well, what is going to happen? What is going to happen the whole episode and then it happens you're like oh no now what's gonna happen oh no what's gonna happen now it's it's crazy how they're able to do that this late in the season and you know with some of these major characters doing certain things to certain characters it's just so good and i like i suggest you you try and go through this show and i know we've talked about this before i would be very uh even though they really don't do any of like de-aging and stuff so you can tell Obviously, that uh, Bob Odenkirk looks older in this prequel series than he does in Breaking Bad. You can tell, obviously, that this character, Mike, looks a lot older. And he's an older gentleman in Breaking Bad, but he looks a lot older now in Better Call Saul than he did in Breaking Bad. And they don't they don't mess with that. You just go with it. But it's because it, it, there's no point. The the expense is there's no point in, in spending kind of money to that show. It's just like. You kind of take it as it is. We know it's before. Who cares what they kind of look like? It's not an important thing. But I would be very curious to see your reaction if you watch this show, Better Call Saul, because you haven't watched Breaking Bad, which is still crazy to me. But if you watch this show, like this whole series in order, Better Call Saul, then Breaking Bad, and see how you like the show. Just as a person out in the world that... Has, that, that 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 I know that hasn't watched Breaking Bad. It would be so interesting <laughs> to see you watch it in order, and uh, you know, in the same vein of like, oh my my child is old enough to watch uh, Star Wars now. How should I have them watch this? Right, right, right. You know, like this is that experiment for you, and I think it would be so cool to see what you think. Um, but other than that, it's it's back and it's so great. Um. And Solar Opposites started. I have not watched one episode of this new season. I guess it all dumped on, what, Hulu? Yeah, all 11 episodes. Just bam. I, I can't wait to burn through this series. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I love Rick and Morty. But I think this show is so much more accessible as a my brain is kind of turned off kind of way. <laughs> Where <laughs> sure. I feel like my brain needs to be turned on a bit more for... Um, uh, for uh, you know Rick and <laughs> and Morty, uh, so I can't wait to to get on board with this show. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What else are we doing here? Um, we got some info on Andor. You saw this stuff, right? Yes, so, yeah, yeah. And this is a couple a week or so in the in you know in the books, but. There's an official timeline for Empire Magazine that came out for Andor for Disney Plus, which I'm very, very interested in. And it's super ambitious. 
but it is it's such an interesting way to do this 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 like i guess i i'm I, i'm guessing they're just doing two seasons because it seems like it's leading right into rogue one and it's like this is how planned they should have been for the sequel star wars series <laughs> because this is some planning right here so season one is like one fluid story that's five years before rogue one and they already have season two planned and it, i guess both seasons are going to be 12 episodes but season two's episodes are going to be broken up into three episode chunks that will lead one year closer to the year before rogue one so one through three episodes is four years before Five through six, or four through six, three episodes before. Seven through nine, two, and ten through twelve is one year before Rogue One. And I find that so interesting. And how, whatever length these episodes are, it kind of, it, for some reason, like right now, this split second, it made me think of Sherlock. Those hour and a half episodes, that's only like three episodes a season, it, it made me, it just made me think of like, they can make these sort of mini movies split into three episode chunks. Yeah. That, you know, we just have sequels to until rogue, you know, until the, the rogue one storyline, you know, begins. And I think that's super, super cool. What do you think about this? I, I find it so fascinating. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting take, especially since season one is going to be a full year. And then season two is going to be four years. Uh, well, I mean, well, season one might not be a full year. I mean, season one is just the year the year before, right? But season it's going to be starts, but it's going to be twelve episodes for the five. Like, yeah, f- that's right. what I that mean, could all right? happen within two weeks or a yeah. week. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. But I think it's so cool. Uh, and what what else? I, I mean, I I I love the Star Wars stuff. <sighs> I mean, I love Star Wars. <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't love Obi Wan, but I still haven't watched it yet. I have heard amazing things of this uh, Kai cut. This guy Kai Peterson, I think his name was, and he cut all like three plus hours of Obi Wan six episodes into a two and an hour twenty minute movie, and I hear it's phenomenal. Like it, it just it just destroys this six episode thing we've been kind of discussing over the past few weeks uh of like this disney plus but i i I can't wait to watch that because whitney still has not seen the last two episodes of obi-wan so and she doesn't seem very interested in kind of getting back on board not not that she (laughs) care she knows where it goes but it's like i mean she's busy doing her own things but like she hasn't really been like hey we should sit down and watch those because she you know (laughs) it's whatever i mean she knows where it ends up but I, I, I love that they're planning this season out, the show out the way they are, this Andor show. It, it really, you know, it gives me hope for this show. And this is one, you know, of, of the recent, or not of the recent, but of the most, the closest Star Wars things that are, that are coming now. This is, I mean, is it, it's like the only thing coming, isn't it? <laughs> this is the, the thing I'm most looking forward to, right? Like, I mean, other than, uh, quick, uh, another quick announcement on top of that in the Star Wars universe that we're in now, um, since we're kind of past Andor now, is 
this leaked Mandalorian season three trailer. Did you get a chance to watch it before it was taken down? No. No, I did okay. not watch it. I was I, I saw the quality of it show up, but I'm like, I'll wait yeah, for the real it, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like 140. It's bad. But it was at a convention that I don't know how it got released. I don't know where it came from or whatever, but it was everywhere, and now it's nowhere. And I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to show up here soon or it just won't show up till D23 in a month or so. But it looks awesome. Like, it is like Mandalore stuff. It's Mandalorians galore in this show. You know, you got uh, Katie Sackhoff's character and the other Mandos and John Favreau's Mando character. And, you know, Mando's in his ship flying around, you know, uh, his uh, N1 Starfighter and Baby Yoda's flying the ship. And, dude, there's some cool Star Wars stuff. A giant Star Destroyer, like, being built and... There's some really, really neat Star Wars. This is like the most Star Wars Mando's ever been in this season. And it is like, there's, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, who's a, a Bo-Katan, uh, Katie Sackhoff's character, Bo-Katan, like, sitting on like the Mandalore throne and stuff. There's some cool shots in this trailer. And I'm so psyched for the HD uh, release of it because it, it, this season's going to be freaking great. And I, I, I have a feeling like, you know, now that kind of COVID is, uh, you still hear so many things about it and it kind of coming back and whatever, but with the way that they're, they're working, uh, you know, in Hollywood now, it seems like they've kind of have a handle on how to do their jobs around certain things uh, without it being like, you know, shut down sort of working. And I, I, I think that there's so much good stuff that is going to be coming out of, you know, all the major studios now. Um, and this is this looks like it's definitely one. of them. It's it's going to be so big. And one more announcement. I, I think just one more here. Let me look through. Um, well, Night Sky was canceled. I didn't only watch the first episode, um, but that's that's pretty much that. But one more announcement. Um Black Mirror is coming back. Now, I can't remember if you've watched any Black Mirror or not. Uh, I think I might have watched like one or two episodes. Okay. Um, But yeah, I I mean, no one was really expecting it to come back after that last season. Um, You know, they kind of split it into two parts. And I don't think I watched the second part. I mean, meaning not part, but I guess second wave that they that they released. Um, but I, I've, I've really enjoyed Black Mirror, and there's some really interesting um, uh, cast casting announcements that are attached to this new season. Aaron Paul from Westworld and Breaking Bad, we just, we talked about. Zazie Beetz is, is going to be in an episode. Kate Mara, Josh Hartnett, um, Danny Ramirez. He was just recently in Top Gun Maverick. And... That sounds great. Like, I love when we get these because, I mean, it was such a, like a British show in the first two seasons. And now it is kind of shifted Americanized a bit to kind of draw more people to the show on Netflix. And I mean, Netflix, nothing less. They, they, they need more subscribers. So this is, you know, something you know, for people who want to get on board with these actors on this show. Um, any, anything helps, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but, sometimes it doesn't work out when well, America yeah, takes cool. over a, bl- a British show. It never really works out. Always. No, 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 no. Well, it's still run by the same people, as far as I know. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, they're just bringing in actors. They're all still writing the stories they want to write. They're Maybe. just bringing in, you know, just American actors. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think the show has diminished since season one. If anything, the creativity and interesting stories that they've told has really kind of either been on balance you know, just as good or better than that first season and the second one. I, I, I think they've, they've, they've played it pretty good. And then some of those stars, like uh, Haley Outwell has kind of branched out and uh, uh, Donald Gleason, you know, he ended up being in Star Wars. And, like, they've, it's kind of made people that show, at least a, a few people. Um, I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's a cool thing. Uh, and that's not to say that every episode is going to be Americanized. You know, it's just it, it's never really about that. Um, it was just it just felt like season one was like set in Europe. <laughs> you know how how like BBC shows feel. That's just kind of how it felt. And then then it kind of it morphed into this like it could be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it, it's timeless. The, you know, these these individual uh, anthology story rather than season one feeling like we're in, in the UK. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, shit. What are you watching Tyler? What am I watching? That's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched, a the uh the as everybody's calling it the alien episode of Strange New Worlds uh this morning. I watched that. I have one more episode whoa, and whoa, I've whoa, done whoa. that. The alien episode of Strange New Worlds? Yeah, like when things kept popping out of people. Oh, oh, so you're not caught up. You haven't watched the finale. No. No. Oh my god. Oh the finale was so good. Okay, well, what did you think about the Alien episode? I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was uh, very cool. I mean, it was very spooky. It, it seemed like this season has been uh, really uh, uh, kind of been all over the board, which I, I enjoy with the Star Trek, you know, as it, it's not Discovery doesn't feel like that as the most different show out of all the series. But I, I think this episode leaned heavily into the horror sci-fi of you know what space could be like in these situations and i think they pulled it the hell off yeah i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun now question do you think you know being that these creatures this alien these couple aliens were the gorn will they always look like this or will there be that humanoid version of the gorn that yeah well uh, there's you, you, you know, gotta kind of get there, right? So, well, sure, I, that's what I'm saying. Well, will we ever see that humanoid version of the Gorn down the line? Um, you know that, you know that that gets hit with the rock. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I think we from, might. Uh, um, I don't. I kind of like the mystery of not really. Like yeah, yeah. They, like we've seen them now, but they were kind of like the infant stage. So, 
Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how it how it goes throughout the season and or the series, right. I guess I should say. I mean, yeah, I, I I like the idea you say mystery, and it just kind of makes me think of like it's kind of hard to do the mystery of something we've already seen and know. Right, but, but I, I think like their different interpretation. I and think the how mystery, yeah, the mystery now is like we know how where we have to, what, yeah. yeah, we know where we're going or where like it gets to in the future, but we don't want to show something like that now because it'll look like fucking garbage <laughs> in today's world, you know? Right. Like if you put the Gorn on that we saw in the the original series in this show, you're just like, really, guys? We couldn't spruce it up a little bit? And then you've got the other side of the right, coin right. where it's like if they do the what Discovery did with the Klingons, then people will get all up in arms and yell about right, it. Right, right, yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think people are still kind of up in arms about the way they've changed things, you know, with, with these, the Gorn, who was like the whole... What has been like two episodes where they've been super mysterious, and now we finally see them, and they're like alien, bug, hybrid sort of things. And and I, I mean, as cool as it was, and alien as it was, I, I think they did. They I think they did a really good job of capturing the the spooky stuff <laughs> that that was kind of happening in that episode. I mean, what was the guy's name? He sacrificed himself at the end, and then just him like jumping off the cliff. Yeah. Just like, oh, the Andorian guy. Yeah. I was not expecting that death. Like, main character of the show already dead in episode nine. Like, what? Like, I thought that was great. You know, and I love how they're, uh, you know, they're able to, like, really kind of make us get to know some of these new characters. Thinking, man, I can't, we're going to see some cool stuff with these guys. I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can nope. go anytime. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's been like with the doctor's daughter and like all that stuff. Like, there's been some really cool things happening. Yeah, and I love how there's so much unexpected, uh, you know, storylines and, and things they could tell that, you know, in 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 this show. I I, I find it very very interesting, and it's also it, it really attracts me to this show more than like say a discovery. Um, because it feels like none of those characters have ever died <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and then ones who have have come back and, or have, you know, left on their own accord or been left behind or, you know, it just feels like that there's the same players every season. Nothing's really happening and there's so much stakes, but nothing happens. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel with, with discovery, which I still have not finished. I think I have three episodes left that last season, uh, but I just find it such a slog. Um, but yeah, I, strange new worlds has been great. And I'm glad we talked about that. Cause I wasn't sure if we were going to get to it. Um, what else are you watching? Uh, I started, I know it's in season two now, but I started, uh, only murders in the building. Nice. See, I haven't finished season one. Oh, the first episode was freaking great. So good. Isn't it great? It's so good. I don't know why it's taking me this long to start watching this show, but I yeah, I'm up yeah. for it. So. They, they're a great pair, aren't they? Yes, yeah. And then Selena Gomez is great with them. It's it's a fascinating trio, and it's funny as hell. It really is. I think, man, 
I think we only have like two or three episodes left, and we just fell off of it. Um, well, it's been renewed yeah. for a season three already. So yes, I know season two started, and season three is coming soon. Which and they've got a bunch of Emmy nominations, which is really cool. Um, I, I do like the show. I see it everywhere, like on social media and on my, you know, my phone, like all day long. And it just it constant, constantly reminds me that I haven't finished season one. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. It really, really is. Yeah. But okay, how caught up are you on the old man? Because I know you're watching that. Uh, I, oh God, I don't know. Not, not that caught up. I think I've got two episodes to go still. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe, what maybe. what else are you watching then? Well, we won't uh, talk about that today, but we won't get caught so, up. So, so, you know, South Park has, isn't really doing full seasons episodes. at the moment. Like specials, right? Uh, they're doing, yeah, giant specials and they just had the Streaming Wars Part 2 released uh, this week. I watched that How last that? night. I don't, watch I don't watch the show. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> it's, I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. Streaming Wars Part 1, like, it was good, it wrapped up, and then it was like, okay, we're gonna continue this. This is great. I love it. And, oh man, yeah. If you're a South Park fan, it is hilarious. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's good here. It, you know, it's not just that it's hit and miss for me. Like, it's just some show that I really didn't get too into. Yeah. But whenever it's on, it is fucking fun. Uh, you and... should really give the... You, I mean, you know the... I think it would help if you if you knew the where the season, where the show was in the seasons uh, with the characters oh, okay. and whatever. But you don't need to, so it's right. Yeah, it's it's really good. That's cool. That's cool. Now, so is it is this because of COVID or is just just a uh, a different strategy they're doing with their storytelling? No, they they signed a giant deal with uh, with um, Paramount. Was it Paramount? I don't remember what it was. Like it was like a three hundred million right. dollar deal with Paramount to do a few seasons, and it's like twenty movies. So holy oh right right I think I like, remember that it's okay. just an enormous deal so I think they're that's just the way they wanted to go um it was easier for them to tell their stories this way I think just because right I think I think it might just be easier for them to create like instead of episodically how you know yeah. fast paced they have to work they can kind of take their time like this like it was the movies. Like they felt like episodes. It was just a longer episode, right? So it just right, right. It fit and it worked. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Any anything else? Then we can kind of get into some of these. Uh, oh, yeah, some of than, these. Other than the the regulars, the Miss Marvels, and the. Well, and the boys. You said you haven't. I know. I totally forgot about the finale of the boys, and I didn't get to watch it. Oh my god! So disappointed in myself. Well, I I won't spoil (laughs) anything because I I watched the finale of the boys, a no joke, like four times. Wow. Okay. I don't do that with TV, especially with so much other good TV. But like in, in different versions, like I've watched it twice. Like in full, and then I watched two like reaction videos to the boys of that final episode because I kind of do that on YouTube. I I enjoy that, and 
it's it's just so good. Um, it's so complex and confu- not confusing, but like the 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 character the characters are in such a confusing situation and they're just that they have to make the right choices and the choices that they make are interesting and it's just so good um Maeve has a great arc this season and it's fantastic in this last episode how it kind of uh you know completes and that doesn't say you know anything you know any finality happens to her at all but like in just the storytelling of that character she's been kind of one note through the whole series until this season. And it's been great seeing what they did with her, um, you know, the Huey and uh, Starlight relationship and, you know, what happens there is, is interesting. Um, the butcher stuff is always great, but man, the Homelander, cause you know, from the last episode, the connection between Homelander yeah. and, and uh, soldier boy. boy. And then, um, you know, all of that kind of going down and what they plan to do with soldier boy and Homelander and just the conflicting ideologies of all of these characters. And, you know, the honor in whatever kind of fashion soldier boy sort of has, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, in, in doing what he has kind of planned to do with butcher and all of that is just, is so good. It's just, everything like you you don't know what they're gonna do and then you do know and then things happen and you're like oh no how are these characters gonna react because this happened and it's the best that's all i'm gonna say but it's the best it's such it is the best show of all the superhero stuff that's happened this year this is the best superhero stuff that has happened I mean, uh, on TV, it's the best superhero stuff that's happened. Because I was just thinking of like all three Spider Men. <laughs> that was <pretty> good. <laughs> but all the stuff on TV that had to do with superheroes, this is by far the best superhero anything. Um, it's just so satisfying, and I cannot wait for season four. And I guess they're starting to film season four in August, and that I can't. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. But on that note, anything else you're kind of watching before I, we kind of get into some of this uh, Miss Marvel stuff? Nope, nope. That's uh, that's been All about right. it for the week. Yeah, yeah, it has been good. So one thing before Miss Marvel, I have watched two seasons and two episodes of season three of For All Mankind, and it's incredible. It it's such a good show. Apple puts their freaking foot in this show. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do, they do, man, and they like they are spending the money, and it is so compelling and just magical to like you witness how they they they're on the moon and the the what if scenario, you know, of how the world. And the United States and Russia and their space race is changed by Russia being the first to the moon. And how that, like, honestly, in this show, in this fantasy sort of timeline history, how it changes the U.S.'s NASA program 
into like kind of overdrive to, you know, go into the race and beat the Russians in certain aspects, which is now heightened and elevated in how we in our real reality have reacted to the space program. Like there, and each season jumps like a decade. So season two was like the seventies and eighties or like, yeah, the late seventies and eighties. And now it's going, it's in the nineties now in season three and they're on their way to try to go to Mars. And they there was like a space station. People are living on a space station and it's, it's so interesting how, uh, like the world in that reality has shifted the way it has because Russia got to the moon first. And I, I just, I love it. And the characters are so interesting and, you know, they still keep the main characters progressed 10 years, you know, and then now 20 years in season three and how they're still integral to the NASA and the space program and, and uh, what their roles are and how they've changed and everything like that. It's a fascinating show. They are long episodes and it is kind of like I will. I don't want to say it's a chore because it's very, very well done TV, but you do have to kind of uh, invest in the show and you're so rewarded if you do. And, and, and I think that that what they have kind of accomplished in the two seasons that I've seen and now I guess they're almost done with season three now i think there's like seven or eight episodes but me only two episodes into season three i i'm so interested to see where it goes and how they're going to plan to try and go to mars and what they're going to do and and there's so much like there's race involved because it's you know the 60s and 70s like this yeah the 70s and 80s and and then you know how how you know people of color are integrated in the program and and uh, how they're shown and seen, uh, you know, in light of a lot of real world situations we've actually dealt with in our reality that they're integrating into the show. So just because Russians got to the moon, it doesn't mean these things didn't happen. These certain events didn't happen and who's president and, and who, you know, all that stuff. There's some deviation because of the timeline change, but I feel that like what they've done and how they've kind of, navigated through reality and the fiction of this reality is super interesting and it's just cool it's just a different lens in what could have been and i think that's a big draw with this show so if that interests you out there you know listeners that then this is definitely a good it's just such a good show and i can't believe it took me this long to finally get on board but man they can be long episodes man like over <laughs> hour episodes yeah and it's good it's it's really really good like there there's this one scene that it's just it's terrifying and it's the stupidest thing and it's in season three there's an issue on this spinning station that's out in space that people are kind of living on and a simple stupid malfunction that happened from debris from the previous season hits a, a booster that's supposed to keep the station in a circular motion at a certain speed, you know, for however long it wants to be up there. And one of the boosters gets hit, right? And then it's like, 
bursting out this one booster and starts to make this thing spin a lot faster. And it's just like the uh, the, the, uh, the pun, <laughs> the gravity of the situation, <laughs> but it, it's it's ridiculous. So they're watching this on the monitors that like down on Earth and they're like, eh, there's some kind of malfunction and what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And they, they're like, oh, well, we're having some space people, you know, some space people. We're having some people go out and check it, whatever. And like they're toast because of something that broke and now they're floating out into space or whatever. But now this thing's spinning and everyone is like slowly like can't like move they can't like walk because the gravity is they're, they're spinning so fast that they're just like stuck to the floor waiting to be helped it's terrifying <laughs> like it's it happens so slowly and gradually through the episode and then they just like can't move and you're like they're all gonna freaking die this and if they go over four g's the station can't hold that it'll just tear apart and so the suspense of this show sometimes is outrageous. And it's simple, stupid stuff like that. Like, you cannot mess up in space, man. Um, there's another situation where they're like, oh, we have to go do this. And we don't have suits, but we have to hit flip this switch to, you know, do this so this happens. And without giving anything away, these people put on like masks like regular like gas looking masks and duct tape every bit of their skin so they can walk out on the moon in this worst condition this vacuum of space that is going to harm their bodies but this is the only way that they can do this because they're trapped and have to hit this switch and they wrap themselves in duct tape and walk on the moon to do this specific scenario. And it's absolutely, it's just, it's horrifying. It's so crazy that it kind of works. And it'd be just like the, the science of the shows is great. It's, it's just such a good show, but uh, those are just some really big, uh, you know, big moment highlights that I think is just makes this show so cool because these people are so brave going up there and doing this and like in the show you know these uh the, these actors and the storytelling is, is like i said it's just it's very uh, it's a very big draw to me personally i think it's really cool all right now that that's down we can kind of get on to kind of the main event here miss marvel tyler how how did you feel about about this this finale. I know we didn't get to talk about episode five, but yeah, I, I mean, was kind of concerned with how the show was going to land, and I was quite satisfied with how this episode, you know, this season finale landed. How oh, it, do you feel it, about it? It hit so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything was just like, and it wasn't even that we had we didn't really have a villain for like for what marvel usually gives us as a villain you know what i mean we didn't right especially episode five storyline yeah we didn't really have the villain right like she sure she wanted to get back and whatever yada yada but like yeah so 
she passed right. her powers off to her son and moved on with everything, and that was it. Right, so. and it, right, and then it would, interestingly enough, we got the you know the reveal that her grand you know Miss Marvel's grandmother was saved by Miss Marvel. How like this time loop, like like the bangle sent her back in time from episode four. We found out, and then we find out in episode five that she is the one that helped her great grandmother as a child get back to her great great grandfather and and then that was so interesting and and then they they you know they explain that it this time loop that's always happened which i'm assuming is a kang thing or maybe not i don't know but I, i'm assuming that that passed before loki did whatever he did you know or you know, female Loki did whatever she did and ended the loop. I'm assuming that that happened because that was part of the destined timeline that had to happen. And, you know, and regardless, it happened and it's always going to happen. Maybe not now, but now that it's known to, you know, Miss Marvel herself, she saved her great grandmother or is it grandmother? And uh, yeah, grandmother. Yeah. And yeah, so she saved her grandmother and then it, you know, then now we're left with, okay, the villain has sacrificed herself to close the veil that was opened by the bangle, you know, which was the plan of the villain the whole time. And these powers somehow, which hopefully will be explained later, transferred to Kamran, who is like far, far away and who she left, but ultimately sacrificed herself to save him and everyone in the world he would have been left behind in which was cool that's great and and now we're back home and now we got to deal with the villains the oppressors who are the the uh uh damage control right yeah which ultimately are villains within damage control because the lady totally disobeyed the direct orders of yeah. the main damage control guy, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I I just thought that was really cool. Now, what I just the mom and dad like this was like the it's like the perfect this, origin. It is right? so <laughs> fucking amazing and so heartwarming and you're just like this is so good. Like and when, the, the when she sits like, them all oh, down, this is a show made for kids. I don't fucking care. It's not well, even, but it's not even, dude. This is fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, you like, know when when you she know, sits it, the family down to tell them, and they already know. And I like this. Oh my is god, so good. And her brother's busting her nuts. <laughs> I just, oh, I love it. I love it. Like just the the dad coming up with the name at the end. <sighs> The, yep. the mom ma- getting the suit made from, I'm assuming, the same dress shop she was trying to, you know, get Kamala's dress yes. for the wedding. Yes. You know, like all of the connected in the best way. And, you know, and uh, like all the stuff about like her, her powers and how she's different and the reveal at the end how she's a mutant. Oh, and the, and... the fucking X-Men animated series theme. I lost yes, my mind. This time, in, <laughs> this time in the MCU, not in a different universe. Yeah. Like, like you know, this counts. You know, the yep. eight three eight universe and Doctor Strange, the and the the the, the you know Inhuman stuff there and X Men stuff there 
doesn't really count, you, you know, in our universe. This counts. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And and so what else is interesting on a, a side note here is the creator came out and said this came out today in Variety. She basically confirmed the end credit scene and the ending of it like, yes, mutant. Yes, that's true. Yes, we didn't write that. It came down from Marvel afterwards or or basically Marvel. I'm, I'm saying Marvel, but Kevin Feige is Marvel. Yeah. He basically said this has to be this is that you do whatever you want with the show, but do this. And I, this is what this one at. scene. <laughs> Right. So he's like, he's like, you, you have free reign to do whatever you want with the show, stay within these parameters and you play in the playground that I've created, but add this. And this was the ad. And then at the end, the creator also confirmed, I guess there was some people, uh, you know, with the, the Captain Marvel reveal, there was some people thinking that Miss Marvel transformed into Captain Marvel. It wasn't a swap or whatever. She's like, no, she swapped. Yeah. So that was confirmed. Now, another thing that the creator came out and said was that COVID affected this show heavily as well. Yeah. Which I found interesting. And they said that, and they didn't, I'm, I'm gleaning this from the article uh, quote that was kind of, uh, you know, from the creator. But it seems like there was a lot of development with, and a lot of stuff that happened in Karachi that was cut. Like all this exposition dump stuff in like episode three, four, and five was stretched out. And I'm yeah. thinking that this show may have been a nine episode series that had to be cut to six. And it kind of show it like I kind of feel that after watching the series. Like it could have been nine episodes. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it feels like there was so much stuff going on, like a lot of the Karachi stuff, the back in time stuff. The getting to know the Noor, the you know the other dimension, and then the clandestines and all of that. I feel like it, it all that felt rushed to me for sure, and it that's why I was so worried at the end of episode five. Like, what are they going to do now? The villain's dead. You know, she's going to go home to what? You know, how is that going to play out? And it just feels like they had to rework some things. And they had to omit some things. And ultimately, they did a great job of doing that because this series has been fantastic. But at the same time, I'm like, man, like this show could have had so much more, you know, and, and giving us so much more of like this other dimension, figuring out, you know, how the bangle can take her back in time or if that was a thing, you know, all that stuff. So I, I find that very interesting that all that happened, but man, they landed this show. They like everything, the family stuff. It like, we didn't have any of that. Like, well, I guess you could say we did in, in, you know, with the grandparents and, and things like that in episode five, but like the main family stuff, the brother, the mom, the dad and her friend, Nakia and you know all that stuff wasn't in episode five. I kind of missed that stuff, and I think a lot of people did. But then episode six brought all of that back, and Bruno, and you know, and then and Bruno just putting it all in line, taking punches and getting his arm broken for freaking Kamala. Like I, he's like the best. And 
I, I, I found like all of that stuff kind of going on in this latest episode, you know, them working together with the disguises, the hoodies and the hats to, to screw with the, uh, uh, the damage control agents and the, everything really, really worked in this, in this episode. Um, what else, what else do you think uh, about, about Ms. Marvel here? Oh man, it was, I, it was just a really fun show. That's and it just it worked for me, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's confirmed there's a season two coming after the Marvels. Is um, there? I I I I think that's what I heard. Um, let me see, Miss Marvel, season two. Um. I guess they say there's potential for it. I guess there's potential for everything. <laughs> it's, it's not been renewed yet, but they're saying that it, it definitely, I guess it, they're saying it's one of those shows that can definitely come back like Loki did after the movie. Yeah, I think, Which I once, think is a good once, idea. once the movie hits, we'll like, okay, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can't wait. I, I think like the Carol Danvers thing you know, coming through the bangle, how it connects to possibly Shang-Chi's 10 rings, because that's, she was looking into that with, uh, with Bruce Banner and, uh, uh, and Wong, you know, maybe she was fooling around with those, with those guys or out in space doing whatever. And that's how they swapped. You know, this, it, like I was telling you privately, like the, it reminded me of the old Rick Jones and Captain Marvel comics and stuff from like the 70s and then it was brought back in the early 2000s and how like they clicked the bands together and they would swap from negative zone to our reality and then back and forth and that was like a big thing like that was kind of their prison like this this these bands were given to captain marvel as a you know uh kind of a trick and they would swap them back and forth now this is kind of a riff on that i think that's awesome and and then I also like the idea with Marvel playing with this uh, um, this sort of uh, this this connective narrative of where are these things from? We saw the bangle on a blue Cree hand with the ten rings around it. There's that's not a coincidence. No, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. So it's like is the the ten rings has to be either connected to the bangle somehow. And maybe even the Eternals bracelets are connected to that. How many times have the Eternals been around, right? Remember in, in Eternals, they were talking about they've done this many times and didn't know it. How many times did, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Um, what was the, the black guy's name in Eternals that made the stuff? Oh, I don't um, remember. Uh, Eternals shit I, I had him tip my tongue and i completely lost it <laughs> and it's gone um he plays how was he not in the main cast on you um fastos fastos created these bracelets for everybody in the eternals movie right at the end of eternals which is after the thanos snap and all that stuff but how many times has this happened how ancient do these these devices that he's created gone and the many times they've been created and destroyed and created and destroyed and created and destroyed. Like the bands could be one. 
The yep. 10 rings could be one. The bracelets are one. Like these could all be manifestations, creations of, of, of fastos, you know, doing the Unimind or, or maybe that, maybe this was just the first time they did, you know, all it's so interesting how all of that could be, you know, connected. And I think that that's one of the big sort of storylines Marvel is going to be playing with. And, 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 and the pulsing sort of uh, imagery that they showed when in the post credit scene, like you saw the, her, she's looking at her at the bangle and it was like throbbing, right? With the power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like the same thing they were showing on the 10 rings at the end of Shang-Chi. And there's, it's not a coincidence. There, there has to be some kind of connection there. So I'm very curious to see where Miss Marvel went. And, and I, I would I, I just I have I have to see if they don't show it and piss me off. I have to see Miss I have to see uh, a Captain Marvel interact with Miss Marvel's family. <laughs> like she's got to <laughs> she's got to talk with mom and dad. Like there's got to be a scene in the Marvels where that connects. And that would just be just precious. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's got to be. something. Um, yeah, man. Oh, I love this. It was such a good show. So satisfying. It's it's right there up there with uh, with Miss Marvel for me. One of the better finales um, of the Disney Plus shows alongside Loki. And um, it, it just very, very, very good TV, even if COVID kind of played a role uh, in, in some of this stuff, uh, which it seems like it did. So uh, according to the creator, anyway. Uh, any, anything else on Miss Marvel before we, uh, oh, oh, oh man, we got to see the Inbiggin, like she actually said Inbiggin. Yeah. Like smashing the, the, uh, the Hulk sonic cannon that was on the back of the, the, the Jeep. And, oh, just all and then stuff. she asked if they were okay. <laughs> Dude, just everything like the superhero moment, the, the great, you know, the, the, the naming, the, the name moment. You know, the Kamala means perfect, and but in, you know, Urdu, it means, you know, wonder, marvel, like all of that. But like, I'm named after like Carol frickin' Danvers, like all of the, yeah. this, the, the geeked out moments and just the sash on the costume and how cool the costume looked and her, like, I love how like the gradual nature of her, like understanding her power and using it in the ways that she, because first she's like, especially the first she's just using it as like, I have to stand on this. And then she's like, Oh, maybe I could use these as blocks or whatever. And, and, and barriers. And then in this episode, it was like, I'm making a shield. And then it was like, okay, I'm using them to embiggen and smash and stretch my limbs more. And then I'm using them to encase myself and the bad guy, you know, at the end of the series who turned out to you know, not really be bad, but kind of doing bad. And, and you, know, you know, ultimately she saved him, uh, you know, uh, to, to kind of get away in, in like this in, encased sort of thing, um, you know, barrier. And then she completely shields her body, you've noticed, with it. And yeah. bullets are bouncing off her body like she's bulletproof. So she's like, I, I, I've transferred the barrier I created to my body, like my my skin kind of. And I thought that was really cool. The, the little, just the tiniest, like 
detail of evolution of how she uses her power in this episode was so interesting and really cool how they gradually did it over the series. But I, I can't wait to see her character again. And if you guys haven't seen the video of the, uh, um, uh, I guess the Disney cruise shifting, I know I shared it with you, Tyler, but she doesn't use the powers the same way as in this series. I know they weren't trying to give anything away. It's very simple how she uses her powers in, in that little Ant-Man sort of against Ultron on the cruise ship sort of video thing with the Avengers. Very fun video. Uh, very sort of out of canon, but could possibly still be in canon. But it's got to be separate because of the Ultrons. But it's very interesting how she's a part of it. Yes. Um, I like seeing her. I, I she's a great actor, great little actress. She did a very very good job on this show, and it's like this is like how Spider Man was like in the seventies, you know, except for having a family, <laughs> which is so interesting because the first hero who actually has a full family in the MCU after like a hundred hours of the MCU. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I guess other than Ant Man, Ultimate kind of lost his family. This is a full family, the first full family of of uh, of the MCU. And now she's a mutant. And, man, I can't wait to see the next first family in Fantastic Four. And hopefully they uh, hopefully that all works out. But OK, so uh, anyway, before we end the show here, um, what are you excited for, Tyler? Uh, well, I'm excited to get into Solar Opposites because I freaking love that oh. show. Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely going for that. Uh, like you said, uh, Lower Decks is coming soon, and Stargirl are coming yep. soon. I'm excited for those. The boys and the old man, dude. The boys and the old man are going to get back on for sure. Oh, uh, you'll love the latest episode of The Old Man. It, I think I think you're caught up except for the last episode. I think you watched... I, I, may, I could be wrong. But episode four is just, oh, it, it is. It's crazy how fast a show could be like must watch TV that like some people aren't talking about. Kind of like how the man who fell to earth was. This is that show. Nice. It's so good. And same nice. with, with the boys, the boys. Then I cannot wait to hear what you think about that. And then anything uh, else yeah, you want to no, watch? Um, well, Shark Week's in like two weeks, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I, I did start Dark Winds, episode one. It's pretty good. Nice. It, 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 it is pretty good. It starts off strong. I, I'm very interested in continuing that. Obviously, um, you know, what you said, Solar Opposites. I'm very interested in continuing the rest of season three of The Man Who Fell to Earth. And... Um, finishing the bear season one because uh, we we have not finished that but uh all right uh, oh man i cannot wait for that man to reach me. and then i guess whatever comes out of comic-con here pretty soon which is in two weeks so three weeks two weeks somewhere around there it's not like a bird <laughs> uh, but yeah so uh until then we will uh we'll be back to talk about more tv and uh and all things you know the streaming and stuff like that uh, next episode until then I am Dandy Sarekia and I'm Tyler Hosk alright guys thank you for listening and keep on tubing
you've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.